Hey everyone! That was weird. Um, this is the opinion zone. Uh, and you are gonna get some opinions today, my friend. Um, one slight thing. Uh, none of them are to do with Sonic. Yeah. Basically what happened is the only interesting thing that's been happening in my life of late is that Toy Story 4 came out. And I've seen it three times. And my friend, good friend Paul, has just seen it. So what we decided to do was just record our opinions of the film and the universe of Toy Story in general um, after midnight. Um, so basically, if you want a well broken down, structured review of Toy Story 4, go somewhere else. However, if you want to hear two people talk about the Toy Story 4 film um, all over the shop um, in no chronological order of the plot, skipping to the end, to the middle, to the beginning, back to the end, um, then this is the perfect thing for you. You're very, very welcome. Um, so yeah, here's me and uh, Paul, who has never done a podcast before, um, just rambling in an unorganized fashion about Toy Story and why Bonnie is an absolute bitch. Enjoy. Podcast. You've never listened to a podcast? Nope. Why? They're such a nope, rich nope. medium. Are they? Isn't it just gaslighting, essentially? Well, this is not a great introduction as be being on a podcast. It's just tearing down the whole <laughs> medium. Like... <laughs> there we go, like... I'm sure it's amazing, but, you know. It's... Well, I've been told, basically, there's another guy who does um, this podcast. I do one called The Opinion Zone, which is the better one. And he does one called Special Stage, which he has just sent me an episode of The Special Stage, and I don't know if I can upload it. Why? Because he is, let's say, the edgier of the show. He likes to push the boundaries a little bit. Like, a little bit. like he, he did a whole episode where Sonic fought ISIS. Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. I'll will never share it with you. Don't worry. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't recording this so that I could talk to you about the the issues I'm having with special stage for late year and stuff. Um, it's because it's even like, though yeah. I, because <laughs> even though I do. <laughs> A Sonic the Hedgehog podcast. Um, the only interesting thing that's happening in my life right now is that Toy Story 4 came out and I want to talk about it. And you're my, one of my best friends and um, it's an excuse because I'm not going to talk to you about Sonic because you don't give a shit about Sonic. I mean, that's a, that's a podcast for another day, isn't it, really? That's, the, I guess it is a whole discussion about... <laughs> I feel like that's more of an. That would just be more of an intervention by you on me of like. <laughs> well, it'd be more of me roughly describing characters which I have vague memories of, and you corrected me. <laughs> like... um, 
probably. But you've seen Toy Story today. I did. And I've seen Toy Story three times. Yeah, I've only seen it once because I'm a reasonable person. However, you say <laughs> you're a reasonable. You say you're a reasonable person. You cried. Nearly three times. Because I'm also a reasonable person with emotions. Jamie. You don't have emotions. You're dead inside. I do have emotions, apparently, and it, but it's just towards sentient toys. Apparently. Okay, yes. Not actual people. That that makes sense. Um, <laughs> did you see it with um, Barbie? I did see it with Christy, yeah. Did, did, did Christy cry? No, Christy didn't cry. He laughed at me crying. <laughs> oh, that's not supportive. <laughs> no, but he said it's not a surprise that, you know, I cried at these things. Okay, so. I guess he's the only one who mm-hmm. sees your true heart. Would okay, honestly, because I have opinions. Toy Story Four. Okay. Yeah. Firstly, well, the important thing is starting off. Got you've got to rank the four Toy Story films, best to worst. Rank films, okay. Um, so, what's your ranking? Because I'm curious where four places within your personal ranking. For me, I would say probably goes. Three, four, two, one. Interest. Wait. Really? Yeah. It's like the best of all of the films being four. Three. Three, four, two, one. Three, four, two, one. Okay. Okay. That's fair, I guess. I wouldn't rank four that highly, to be honest. Where would you put it? Like, it's definitely better than two and three. That's it's not better. Two and... No, no. It's three, three two, four, one. Three, two, four, one. You put it down that low. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's worth saying. I put it down that low. It is still a really like the Toy Story films are all amazing. So like that's saying it's the bur- it's the, it's the lower half of a very very solid bunch. Yeah, I mean, I like two, but for me, Al from Al's Toy Barn's voice just grated on me a lot. And the fact that they sort of redid the whole Buzz thing, that then. But, like, um, yeah, no, I think it's second best, really. The problem is, Toy Story 4 is, in my opinion, the funniest of all the Toy Story films. Yeah. Definitely. But it hasn't really um, got a plot. It doesn't really, does it? Like it seems like the idea was we need to get Bo back into this, and she can be a lost toy, and that was sort of it. Because the bad guys turned out to be good guys. And, like, I'm convinced weird. that the Toy Story Four, the the concept of Toy Story Four was the ending, and then they worked their way backwards. Do you think? It feels like it, like, because to, to me, they really, really had to go out of their way to justify doing a film after the ending to the trilogy. And I feel like they worked so hard on what is this big new ending going to be, and then they worked out how they were going to make a story lead up to that point. Yeah, that's how you mean. Because now, do you think they're going to do a fifth, or do you think no. that's it? 
there doesn't need to be a fifth. There didn't need to be a fourth, to be fair. But no, really, there didn't need to be a third in going on that aspect. Oh, I think I I like the third one because it, I think it wrapped everything up and like it it was timed well with the distance between films and stuff and Andy growing old and shit. But yeah, like. Yeah, but they could have just ended it there, like you know, oh look, he's grown up like you have. Now you know, it's done. It's like the the torch has passed over. But at the same time, they could do that again now with the fifth one, like just without Woody, like because he passed on the cherished badge to Jesse, and so I suppose she takes. Can you honestly imagine that, a Toy Story movie without Woody in it? Well, this is this is what we were saying. Like, would it still work? Because no. Or do you think it'll be a case like in the future that same carnival happens up in the same town as where they where they all still are and they get reunited and yada yada yada? It would be that. It would be a unbelievably coincidental reuniting. But then they'd have to think of another sad ending because I feel like that's the problem. These Toy Story films now. Are known for their endings rather than the rest of them. Yeah, like they're, they're like a sad ending now, don't they? They do. But it wasn't whole... particularly sad this one. It was very much a, a sort of done with that sort of story. I think, you know, Woody realised that he was sort of done. With yeah, Bonnie. I guess. I mean, well, no, he wasn't done with Bonnie. Bonnie was done with him. And this pisses me off. Yeah. So go all the way back to the beginning of the film. But go back to the ending of Toy Story 3. Andy, yeah, you know, did. being Andy, yeah. who, to be fair, at his age, was a bit too attached to his toy still, um, goes to this little kid and he, he, he goes like, oh, here's Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and here's a piggy bank, don't break it, and all this shit. And then he goes, and here's Woody. Woody is my bitch. Woody yeah. is my, yeah. like... I have an unnaturally close relationship with Woody and I love this toy with all my heart and he is the most important thing in my world. If I have kids, they will possibly be the second most loved thing after this toy. Will you look after that? Can you look after Woody? And Bonnie's like, yes, yes, I can. Apparently that is until she decides to play with a fucking spork. And then... well. Would grow up like kids change, lose interest, and things. And I suppose they're right. Like she would favour Jesse over Woody. Yeah, but Buzz so, Lightyear, Mister Potato Head, Ham. Like you leave the Potato Heads alone. And, I just, you know, Ham's it, a pig. Everybody likes. It just doesn't like, make sense to me. Like I, there's a lot of things I don't get. She has an indifferent. Like she's just an awful child. Like, she's just a terrible child. She, she is ungrateful for the toys she has. And, like, this toy which has been handed down to her, he goes missing numerous times throughout the film, and she doesn't notice. He leaves at the end of the film. She does not notice. Like, Woody is gone forever. And I know Bo Peep sets up saying, sometimes toys go missing, kids move on. Like, I get it. But it's just like... He wasn't her favourite, so she would notice. She wouldn't notice. But the but spork, he, she was already attacked disposable cutlery with with a stick. He was you her know? favourite in Toy Story Three. She wrote her name on his foot over Andy's, which oh my gosh. 
How dare you stand where he stood? Yeah, at the, at the start. I mean, nothing yeah. said that she didn't love him. She just didn't want to play with him. <sighs> I mean, at the, end of, at the end of the day, it was Woody who abandoned Bonnie, not the other way around. She'd or... Oh, no. <laughs> she'd, she'd already said, like, bye, bitch. Like, when she took that badge off Woody, I was like... Firstly, it was like, we're four films in, and that's the thing he can do, take his badge off. I feel yes. like he would have lost his badge. <laughs> like, if he was any toy, that badge would have been gone years ago. Like, yeah, like how but... he still has his hat is amazing. This is very true. Especially as he has made, like, what did he say, like this? He's made so... of... Made of shite, I don't know. But anyway, so... I don't know, I just... Oh, there's... Bon so, I hate Bonnie, that's a summary. Bonnie is the actual villain of the film. I don't think Bonnie is the actual villain of the film. I think that you are just projecting your protectiveness over Woody onto Bonnie. And you just need to accept the fact that kids have a new favourite. She never once abandoned him, and she certainly still looks after him. Like, he was still there. So... No, she doesn't! He li She plays with him once in this whole film, and what she does is stick his feet in, like, dipping pots from a takeaway or fast food place. She does not care about that toy at all. And... Ugh, ah. Okay. Point is, Bonnie's a bitch, and I hope her life is horrendous. Um, secondly, <laughs> she makes this sport character, Forky. Oh, yes. Who I've got to say, in my opinion, is possibly one of the best additions to the Toy Story cast ever. Now, you see, I, I thought he was going to be really bloody annoying. But... Actually, yeah, he's actually quite funny. You're like, so I, funny. I quite and how you? There's no. It's the most relatable character in a, in any cinematic universe. A character that thinks it's trash and just thinks it belongs in trash. Like that's my life. Well, I mean, it's not, but sure. And like, <laughs> it's just I don't know. I think. It was amazing. I loved him so much. The only thing about him was he he was created and then was really funny for like the first act of the film and then sort of became pointless. Well, yeah, like they sort of phased him out again. Again, he was a good idea. Like, you know, Bo being Lost Toy and this sort of mafia-esque sort of antique store mm. with him being really funny. And then... Halfway through, the colleague went, oh, um... Yeah. Do that with, with Forky, and then, you know, lots of jokes by him to think Fork. Yeah, I don't know. It just... It, I don't know. It was a shame. I feel like they didn't really know what to do with the character once they made him. And he then... No, did, I mean, what, he, what could they do? He became... He did purely become the plot device. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, like, how, I think if they did the whole film with him just constantly trying to throw himself into rubbish, it would be boring. So I think they had to sort of get rid of him, really. Well, not get rid of him, but sort of fade him out a little bit into the background because the focus became, like, the sort of moral quandary of, of Woody abandoning Bonnie. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, of course, so that, you know, Forky exists, great. They end up in the antique shop, as we said. Then they meet Gabby Gabby, who, like, <coughs> I have opinions on Gabby Gabby because Gabby Gabby existed um, as the yeah. villain, but then sort of is redeemed at the end. And, like, <coughs> as if, like, oh, she isn't that bad, really. But she's still a villain. Like, that whole voice I mean, box thing was... She emotionally manipulated Woody into taking his voice box out of his chest. <laughs> That's a bit fucked up. Yes. Yes, it was that. Like, I quite liked it. But I like a villain. Um... Sorry, I got cough. But she was one of the points where I shed a little tear when she found the lost girl. Like, I thought that was really sweet. Because that at the end really of the day, sweet. she just wanted to be loved. And we've all been there. And we've all turned out to be the villain, you know. <laughs> we've all tried to steal someone's voice box. <laughs> Ursula. You know, like... I mean, I guess that's the one other example we've got. But you know, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing that made me laugh was so um, Gabby Gabby is um, once this once this child called Harmony gets a voice box, yeah. Harmony's like, bitch, no, you're like an old toy. I don't care. Um, which yeah. they should have been established because I think the fact that she took Woody, this Harmony kid, took Woody to the park lost him at the park and never mentions him shows that she's pretty careless when it comes to toys um anyway this harmony is a villain because she's obviously the before yeah so. yeah but what makes me laugh so gabby gabby at the end of the film is in the carnival sees this girl who's lost um and then they do the plush rush where they throw um the uh, ball towards the doll, which in the real world would be highly terrifying to see a bowl roll past and then just have to see a doll in the corner in the dark. But okay. Um, and then this kid picks up the doll in the film, yeah. takes it to the parents. Oh, I found this doll. Her name's Gabby Gabby. She was lost too. And the mum's like, oh, that's so cute. Let's go home. In reality, if I was a parent one day, hopefully, if I was a parent, <laughs> um, my little girl comes running up to me and goes, oh, mum, I was lost. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I found this doll. Uh, she was lost too. I'd be like, that's cute. Put that on the floor. You're not taking a toy you found in the floor in a carnival. That's disgusting. Why would you do that? Because if my kid picked up a random toy, I don't know no, where it's been. You were careless enough to lose your child in the first place. You're quite <laughs> confident in this doll that you found on the side. I obviously found courage in this toy to come and find you, and then you would make your child abandon her new little friend that she's found. I just because she was on the floor. I no. Yeah. Well. I mean. I mean. I think that's a bit of a dick move. Like. You're well, not. If... <laughs> If I'm a good parent, I don't let my kids play with any old shit they find on the floor. You don't know where it's been, what state it's in. It could be haunted. It's been lost in a carnival. Um, And it's like an ancient doll. 
Also, it could be laced with fucking meth for all I know. Like, you do not... Well, then he's made money. Like, <laughs> let the kid keep the doll. Like, you know... <laughs> What I would do is I would grab the doll and then uh, be like, okay, that's great, child. I forgot your name, even though I'm your mother. Um, and then let's all get in our car. And then when the child's fallen asleep, throw the doll in a grab bin her. and be grab like, oh, I, I guess Gabby... Um, went on her way to find where she, you know, she was found by her family and now they're happy together. Isn't that great? To basically teach her child about abandonment and how she'll never have any friend. Because the one friend that she did make uh, abandoned her, just, just vanished. I would you know, teach my child to make that, real friends. The one thing that she, that she trusted and, and found friendship in, you would take away so she learns that nothing is forever, and that you'll never have any friends because everything will, that you love will leave you. That is what you're saying to your child. Let her keep the floor doll. <laughs> Look, I get it. You would let your kid have the floor doll because you don't care about <laughs> your child's hygiene and welfare. It's fine. We do parenting like, differently. Ham gel and Dettol for this type of situation. Like, just give it a white round of a Febreze and you're fine. Like, no, I'll keep Look at that doll. If you actually found that doll loose in a carnival, it's a hundred percent haunted. And in this home. film, this it is. Time. It's literally sentient in this film. You're literally sentient. But like, I look around at the collectibles I have. They're not toys because I'm, you know, in my thirties, so they're collectibles now. Um, okay. And I wish that they. I wish that they'd be sentient because then they could clean. I mean, think about it. Like. <laughs> the point about look, we've had this discussion off air. The point about <laughs> toys being sentient isn't that they can do your household chores, because the point of the 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 universe that this happens in, you don't get to find out they're sentient. Which means that if they go around clean the house, and you'll know that they did something. But the thing is, I just saying it's nice and lovely, so everything can hear. Like I wouldn't care. <laughs> just want a hoover pushed around. That's all. Also, if my toys were sentient, I don't know if I could go to sleep because they'd all be staring at me. Well, they're probably seeing some very dark thing. Dare you? Man of some very dark perverted thing. But you know, but... I suppose it. <laughs> what? You're so full of shit. But um. <laughs> So yeah, I just wouldn't let this child... And there's a lot of things like that. Like, I don't know how I'd feel with... If I took my kid to the play... The park. And they all went into the sand pit. And there were all these, like, toys sat in there. I don't know if I'd let my kids play with those either. Yeah, yeah that'd be very gross. But... I don't know why Wait, why is the park not... not okay, but the carnival's fine? It just is. It just is. It's different. It's not different, it's the same. No, it's different. <laughs> because those kids weren't lost and scared. So. Well, the park anything. is where Woody first meets Bo Peep. Um, uh, can, we first, uh, can we just, for, for a brief second, talk about how, you know, how unjust it was, uh, that third little, I can't remember his name, 
Stallone. Those are three of them. Um, Combat Carl. Yeah, that poor little white, like, white costume Combat Carl. Never once got a high five. Like, ah. sad. But did you watch to the end of the like, credits? Well, I did. Well, then you but not, not, you... not the end of, like, the rolling. Oh. He, he, he gets, he gets his high five. He gets his justice at the end. Um, there's a cute scene. Once all the credits have rolled, um, the yeah. Pixar logo comes up again. And rather yeah. than the lamp, it's Duke yeah. Kaboom. And Duke Kaboom bounces on the eye. And then the little okay. combat car walks up and uh, combat lets him have his high five. And that's how Yay. it ends. So there is justice for him. When that happened in the cinema... The my the audience people I was with they all audibly like were like ahhing the fact that he he got left hanging. The audience <laughs> yeah, felt right. bad for him. Right. Um, now other characters wise, like um, let's go to the um, conjoined teddy bears. What's your initial thoughts of that? Say like on the promo stuff and things because I thought they were going to do my head in. Like I didn't hold out much hype for them, but they I, there was audible chuckles from me from about them in in the cinema. They are very funny. They do exist purely for comic relief and have no character of like no, no they, personality. They bring nothing to it. Like yeah, I don't understand why they didn't go with with Burton that lot. Like because the whole thing was that they wanted to go to Bonnie and then. Dawson I... just decided not to go with Bonnie. Yeah, I mean, also, the whole... Bo... Sorry? Like, I don't quite understand why Bo just didn't get in the, the van. Well, no, because Bo... I mean, okay. that You just unpacked so much stuff in that sentence. <laughs> Firstly, the, the cuddly toys. Ducky and Bunny. Um, as they're called. Um, like, it, like we said, <laughs> very, very funny. But had so one-dimensional, had no character or arc or anything. Um, they were very funny, but it did make me say, well, why were they in the film when you could have, like you said, used some of the original crew? Like, yeah, like, why... Jesse yeah. could have done it. Because like, exactly. for, for then... being such a main part of the, the previous film, so by the, the previous two films that she was in. Yeah. So it, it felt generally all the original cast were sidelined. You could argue that it, that's because their film their story finished in free like the arc of those characters ended when they went to bonnie um, and this yeah, film is about this film is an epilogue for woody yeah like, it's sort of a yeah. swan song isn't it really yeah so they're more just yeah um so it's fine i guess the fact but then and the reason, but Bo is Bo wouldn't have gotten the van because Bo made it very clear that like, well, it'd been like six, seven years since she had a kid. And she was like, no, I'm I'm not going back to that life. Like that's not what I'm be, being having a kid is not actually the end all. Doesn't have to be. So I don't think. Okay. She, and so when because Woody asked like, do you think you'll never go with a kid again? She was like, no. And I'm totally okay with that. So, um, I thought that made sense. I, I didn't see her. We're a porcelain doll. She's very reckless. She is very reckless. But <laughs> I appreciated the fact that she had a broken arm. 
because yeah. it did show that she has had you in a prior adventure she has had mishaps that's um, it yeah some sort of but also yeah. what happened to the bonnet yeah, where did the, the bow come from the i'm trying to say I was thinking, like, is the bow part of what used to be the dress? Because obviously the, the dress she she inverted and turned into a cape. Um, but then I feel like okay. she didn't do that. I feel like the previous... A pre- I don't know, maybe a previous ended because the cape was, like, sewn on with a button that was from something completely different. And also her, um, Billy Goat and Gruff, they all had stickers and shite stuck no, on them. No, that annoyed me a little bit. They're called Billy Goat and Gruff. Yeah. Because they're goats, and they're quite clearly sheep. <laughs> like and it's little Bo Peep has lost a sheep, not little like you know little Bo Peep has lost a goat. Like you know, well, well <laughs> it's sheep name. It did make me laugh because there is a point in the film where Bo Peep does indeed lose her sheep. He does, but they're goats. But they're named after goats. Yeah, it's because they attach themselves to one of the dummies, isn't it? Yeah. It just there's a lot of weird things about this film, I guess, and I, I know this is all, this whole discussion thing all over the place. It's just the fact that, like the characterizations, like some make sense. Like I think the characterization of Bo Peep is great. I like, yeah. I really enjoy it. I think it's one of the few times recently I've seen a film that's because f- a lot of films. Let's be honest. Um, I know that as two white men, we're the perfect people to have this conversation, but there have <laughs> been a lot of films where there has almost felt like a boardroom push to have female presence in and sometimes it's felt a bit forced and counter narrative and stuff and like it it's not enough to put women in films you have to put women in good roles with good stories and good writing like otherwise you're you're just undermining them in my opinion that's how i feel that's I would it. Both, yeah like give them like amazing stuff don't just like chuck them in to tick a box, but then don't really do anything good with it. Um, we're, and I was worried that though when they were making Bo all badass, I was like, oh, this feels a bit too woke for me. Um, I don't know uh, what it means, but... Well, it just <laughs> felt like it, it felt a bit... I, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this seems a bit like it's pandering to a newer audience who want strong female characters. So we're going to retroactively make a female character a stronger one however again yeah i see what you mean ha- yeah it, but however it, when they explained it and like the, the fact that she had been abandoned and like it'd been six years and stuff and i thought oh no actually this is perfect it, it makes perfect sense um she'd learn so to be like that hadn't she like she'd had to learn to be like that exactly so. so it seemed like a very believable um evolvement of a character so when Last she was kicking out stuff yeah 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 like because let's be honest she had i think a total i think someone counted like in the first two films she had a total of less than six minutes screen time yeah like she was very much there just to sort of kiss woody at the end of it wasn't she like, yeah she just to flirt and be like ah, and then, <laughs> that was about it she was the princess um, peach of the Toy Stories, wasn't she? Really, like. Well, yeah, but so Bo's character was very well written. Woody's character was interesting in this film because. Well, it's nice to actually get to know her because you never actually got to know her in any of the other films. Like she yeah. could have been like this 
the entire time. Yeah. Which... She just never left the room. <laughs> she didn't have the opportunity to. Um, so, yeah, I liked her character. Woody, I, Woody's character was mixed for me because... Well, I don't know. It's, it's a bit weird, Like, he annoys me such... a bit. Like, this whole, like, now I've got to go back to Forky, Forky, whatever. Like... At the cost of other toys as well, at this point. So, it's like, chill out now. Well, like... it's... Throughout the film, he comes across to have very loyal, but at least, in my opinion, selfish motives. Because yeah. he does... Yeah. He only gives a fuck about Forky in the beginning because he wants to be relevant. It's for him, yeah. not... Or for Bonnie, not for Forky. Then he finds Forky, but... And convinces Forky to see Bonnie. But then when he sees Bo in the shop, he's like, fuck Bonnie for a sec. I'm going to go after what I want, which is Bo Peep. Then, so, and then he, like you said, he almost rips his voice box out. And then one one of the sheep loses a leg and the stuffing comes out of Bunny. um, Like just, and Giggle McDimples um, gets eaten by a cat. Like it all goes tits. And then Woody's like, let's go back in. And they're like, dude, no. Like, what the fuck? And God, yeah. um, considering he talks about throughout all the films of like, it's about doing it for our kid or it's about staying together. At the end of the film, he decides, fuck both those things. I'm going off to bang this this Bo Peep. Um, if toys bang. I, uh, I don't want to think about it, to be honest. Um, so. I mean, that's just toys, I think. But then I think about it, and I actually think going back to the first film, Woody is a slightly selfish character. Like, he tried to push Buzz down the back of a desk. Well, yeah, he tried to get rid of Buzz, didn't he? Yeah. In the so... second film, he was set to abandon everybody again to go live with Jesse in the museum so he could be yeah. adored and looked at. Like... So, because, like... yeah, Woody's quite the, the selfish. Character. Do you think in the course of this film that it's it's a natural progression to the decision Woody makes at the end? I think so. Like I think eventually he chooses the, the right course of action because he sort of I, I don't know, I think he's sort of like chaotic good, isn't he? Like you know, you're sort of trying to do the right thing by any means. Mm. Which was proven in, in this film. But I think when he sort of came about to do what was right for him, really, because he he realised that it's time, you know, that mm-hmm. Bonnie's sort of done with him and Bo's there, and he, he regretted not going with Bo, I'm, I'm not guessing. Yeah. Honestly, stop recording. I don't know. Um, like, he thought, you know, like, he regretted not going with Bo the first time, didn't he? Yeah. First time, I nearly cried. <laughs> so he had a second chance with her, and he chose. So and he chose happiness, and I think that's quite sweet. What made <laughs> you cry in that ending? What specific part pushed the tears on? Because I know the, which the bit, bit that she made come out. It was when he ran back to Bo. Ah. But I just, I just thought it was lovely, and then obviously they all came out and said, you know, bye and all that shit, but. Like it was, it was that moment where he chose, he, you know, he chose happiness over going back to sit in a cupboard for the sake of sitting in a cupboard. See, 
the bit for me because I saw it with my boyfriend and he cried. Um, I got teary, but he cried. But the bit that made me get teary oh, that's like... was the bit that's okay. where he when they all did their goodbyes and it was Buzz and that was like it made me think oh shit this is it oh they had that great big embrace and... yeah and but... I mean I was a bit upset because I recently after watching Toy Story 4 I've watched Toy Story 3 again and one scene yeah. really got to me which is the scene when they're in the daycare and Woody yeah. um, says, right, well, you know, basically flips the V at them and goes, right, well, if you're staying here, I'm going off to Andy because I'm a good toy like you little shit. And he walks yeah. off and then Bullseye comes after him. Like Bullseye yeah. is like, I am your loyal steed. I am your pet, basically. Um, I, I'm going to come with you, Woody, because I love you unconditionally. And he's like, I'm, no, you, you would, I don't want you alone in the attic. I'm really sorry, Bullseye. And he's the same in Toy Story 2. Like, he had, he's, like, gutted when Woody threatens to leave. And I don't... I felt like there wasn't really a proper goodbye. I wanted a better goodbye for Bullseye. Because I was like, Bullseye's like the, the, the dog. Even though there is literally a dog in Slinky. But he's like the dog in the family. And, like, you, you say goodbye to your pets. Because, fuck, they mean more to you than anything else. Um, so that upset me a bit. But, yeah, it, it was just... I don't know. It, the, I realised that... I, I, the ending's weird to me. I think it's weird. The more I think about it, the weirder it is, like, he's lost his voice box. He's no. sort of accepted his fate. Like, he... And I think he made the right decision because he... I think he quickly realised, like, he was never Bonnie's toy. He was Andy's no. toy. And he served his purpose. He had fulfilled what he needed to do. So now he had to find something new because the thing about the ending of Toy Story 3 is it's about, people said it was about like moving on, but it's not because they're not moving on. They're just replacing Andy with a new Andy. That's not moving on. Yeah. That's just recycle. That's just like, that's like when you have an abusive ex-boyfriend, you're just replacing with another abusive boyfriend. Like, it's not moving on. That's just repeating bad habits. Um, it is. Yeah. So, so it was basically one, just right now. Yes, like so now it's like actually moving on because that's what's gonna happen to Jesse and Buzz and Slinky. Like Bonnie's gonna grow up, and also Bonnie's a heartless cow, so Bonnie's gonna be bored of them in like two months. They're all gonna be replaced with utensils. Well, yeah, that's it. But maybe that's it. They'll find each other in the fifth one. If there is a fifth one, I wait. I've in my head planned the ending of the fifth film <laughs> so okay. here we go this is your cry and crying ending right so okay. somehow i've made up some canon in my head just go with me in that okay. in toy story in the universe mm -hmm. as proven by forky toys come alive when a child loves them and like they and they have and their purpose it, they basically their purpose exists and then they're a toy, yeah? Because yeah, so up when until... the child falls, I love the toy, die. <laughs> I... I'm saying that pretty... when a child doesn't love the toy, or the toy has lost that purpose, it has the option yeah. of effectively suicide, in this, or temporary suicide, in the sense that okay. it can basically go, right, I'm, I've served my purpose, I don't 
need to live in this horrible existence. I'm going to basically, like, just, like, peacefully, effectively die. But you're not going to die because it's a kid's film. But you become inanimate. You become literally what you are in the real world. You become an inanimate object because you don't have a purpose anymore, yeah? Until, until you're woken again by that 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 purpose again right so right. toy story 5 don't ask me how this happens because i'm i'm not i don't work for pixar but what's going to happen um Bo and woody somehow in this film <laughs> Bo and woody in this film at some point are gonna come to the realization through an emotional plot device that they have they have served their purpose and they found these toys new homes and shit but they've done everything they can and together, like arms round each other or something, they become lifeless, and it and on a windowsill, okay. and it pans out. Right, then okay. we—that's not the ending. That's like the oh, that's so sad. Fake ending. The actual ending is yeah, Andy, yeah. who is now an adult, finds them, and then takes them okay. back to his home and gives them to his kid. Oh, I see. Interesting. And, and the kids like this is the greatest porcelain doll and Woody without a voice box toy I've ever wanted. Dad, thank you. Um, and then they <laughs> yeah. and then they are, uh, and then Woody and they're so happy because they're with their the the the, the, the family they were meant to be with. Everyone cries. I win an Oscar for best writer or something. I mean, no, but I. Yeah, I, I could see that. But what about everyone else? Like, how do they find everyone else? Or is it just Wood and Woody and and Bo from now on? Well, I was thinking like, but I was just thinking because the problem is with the characters who stayed with Bonnie, they've set themselves up for an Andy scenario again, where she ends up going. Well, let's face it, she does. She she's making spoons in class. She ain't going to college, but she's gonna go and like get a job at Burger King or something, and she's gonna leave him behind. The and... child's in first grade. I mean, she made she did a pretty good job with with Forky and Knife, whatever. <laughs> Knifey, um, like I don't know, I don't know. Point it is, could be Shank the Skinner, I guess. <laughs> but she's gonna move on, and like I said, unlike Andy, yeah. who waited until he went to college, she's probably gonna do it next week. So. They're gonna have that problem of like, where do we belong? So maybe the fifth film is about how they catch up with Woody and be like, "Hey, Bonnie left us. Help, help." I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't know, and like, but it's just difficult because half the cast will be dead by then anyway. Like two of them have already died. Like that's why. You... I mean, like Miss Don Rickles is unfortunately passed so like that's oh, why he ha- yeah like it's cute that they it. yeah but and all the lines he said were reused lines from previous things so um yeah. which was clever but then mrs potato Head didn't say anything and she's fully alive but they just didn't write her anything i love mrs potato Head. she's like the best she is the best, like, the best like, um fun fact the um Toys at the beginning of the film, the opening scene where he's left in the wardrobe or something, 
and you know those toys yeah. that have been forgotten about and they remain they're the old toys yeah that have long forgotten yeah they're yeah. all played by well-known american like older generation actors like one of them's betty white is it yeah like they're all like played by well not i i'm not american so i don't really know them but like they're all played by like well-known like uh, of that generation actors so the old toys are played by the old generation of actors and i really i like that betty white was in it betty Why white plays because i gabby gabby or whatever like Betty White's junior, it's not the the foundations of this very planet. I'm pretty sure when she dies, that's it. End of days. Done. Well, that's the thing. Like she, I mean, she is like Woody, like <laughs> eternal. Yeah. Um, hopefully she doesn't give her voice up for some stupid younger thing. But um, though I guess Gabby Gabby was the same age as Woody. I mean, that's she's not. But... The more you think about this toy universe, the more fucking terrifying it is. Can I, I ask think... a question? Yes. Well, I have two questions. First one. You know that Sporky is not convinced that he's a toy. This also goes to Toy Story 1 with Buzz. You know, like, Buzz is convinced that he is a space ranger and that's his purpose, that he, that he is fully sentient for that. Uh, Forky is convinced that he is just trash and that is that. He's not entirely sure why he's alive. How do they both know to freeze when there's a human around? Like, there is no point there's any rules. There is no point of, you know, sort of saying, right, when this giant person comes around, you have to freeze. Like, surely Buzz, who thought he was some sort of space policeman, cop ranger thing, would have attacked Andy at the get-go. I have two answers for that question. First answer. It's one of them. It's one of them because. <laughs> First answer is because. Um, because it's it would it, it's just a film. Get over it. The second answer is. No, it doesn't make sense. I'm not getting over it. It's like going to haunt me to my grave. <laughs> the second answer is I believe that as toys, it's just an instinctful thing you have no control over. Like you just become lifeless. Like you don't. Maybe once you are conscious of it, you can control it. Like when you go to the gym enough and you actually develop pectoral muscles, you can flex them. Whereas now I can't. But like once you, once you, once you are conscious of it and understand it, like the force, you can control it. But until then, it's just instincts. Like person comes in the room, you become lifeless. You may not make the effort to return to the same position you were in because you don't believe you're a toy, but like you just zone yeah. out in that time. I believe okay. that's my theory because Forky is the same in this as Buzz was like Forky doesn't understand what a toy is, but he just instinctively without thinking turns back into a spork when he's not being looked at. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's ill explained. Um, second question. Mm-hmm. Did they dumb down Buzz in this recent film? Uh, like, right. did they make him thicker? Because, like, he seemed, he didn't seem. I mean, I know he's never been, like, the brains, but, like, is. So, when I first watched mm-hmm. this, I thought, oh, they've made Buzz a bit dumb because. 
of this inner voice thing. But when I think about it, his whole history has been being dumb. In the first film, being dumb about being a, a real space ranger. In the second film, um, like again, making similarly dumb questions or not thinking things through. In the third one, he's just as gullible. Um, well, and he's I think Spanish he's... in the majority of the third. Well, yeah. The problem with Buzz is, and I, I don't think anyone's going to get upset when I say this, Buzz isn't a very developed character. Buzz has no personality of his own. Because the first film, the whole thing about Buzz is he believes he's a space ranger. In the yeah. second film, they go, oh, the whole thing about Buzz has been resolved. What do we do? I know we'll get a second Buzz and do it again. In the third yeah. film, in the third film, they go, oh, shit, we, we can't have a second Buzz. I know yeah. we'll press the reset button and do it again. So in the fourth film, they're like, oh, <laughs> we've got this character that hasn't got a character. What can we do? He's gullible. And I think the only unfortunate thing is they they clearly couldn't think of that question of, oh, what do we do with Buzz now? They didn't come up with a good answer because the answer was, we're going to have one running gag throughout the whole film. That's his storyline. The inner voice yeah. thing. It's a, and it's a gag that was that stopped being funny very quickly. Yeah, like it kind of should have stopped after their first initial conversation about it, I kind of feel. Yeah, like, like you should I have think... pressed the button the one, and then that was it, really. Well, I think it would have worked like when to get him out of the van. Like, yeah, that, and then that, and then after that, and that was it. Right. But no, it kept going, and it the payoff at the end when he spoke to Woody on top of the van and was like that's your about going back to Bo was like that's your inner voice the payoff wasn't worth it in my opinion um, no and also there was a relationship between him and Jesse is that not a thing anymore or... yeah they they dropped a lot I think yeah it's just again it it was a good film but it's also such a film outside of the trilogy like it's just yeah it's, I totally did think that it different. was very different from from the others, and it, it was very different, really. Um, it felt a little darker, almost, than, than the others. It was a bit darker. Um, this the structure, I think, and also not having the stronger story, because there wasn't one. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, it's just, it's just... It was a good film, but, like, the problem is... The, every time they make a film, they have to de look deeper and deeper into this universe of sentient toys. And the more you look into that, the more weird questions it asks. Like, so are toys effectively slaves? In like, Is that how they work? But each film has only really ever carried the, the theme of abandonment. Like, in each film, they're, they're always scared of being abandoned. So... Essentially, they're like it's it, they're just like four movies of coping mechanisms, really. Is you it know? four films about parenting? Are these well, kids aband are these kids effectively metaphors of being the parents for those kids? And each film is a different way of tackling the parenting of that child. 
and like this one for example is that situation where your child's moved on and grown up and you do like in the case of bonnie with forky you do something wherever you can just to stay like to have an impact on this kid's life because you'll do anything because they don't need you anymore but like you're desperate just to have some way of protecting them or doing something for them and then understanding how do you deal with that how do you move on now that your kid has moved on themselves and that it's okay to actually find your own happiness in the end like you know yeah. to to do you yeah i guess so yeah i think that, that maybe we're just <laughs> moving well into we're over <laughs> and, you know but the problem is that's what pixar do and like it just i don't know there's so there's so many things to think about in the whole Toy Story universe. The other one I think I've been thinking about a lot this week is when you think about what they do, it's actually if this was in if this was real, it is actually terrifying because when you think about like you're sat in your room and these little things are moving around and dancing around like and also manipulating your lives. Like I think about the end of Toy Story three where Woody, imagine that in real life, you're in your hallway at the top of the stairs talking to your mum. And there's a little doll that comes to life, jumps out of a box, runs to another box, writes the address of a young child on a post-it note, sticks it to the box, and then jumps inside that box. That's actually scary. I think it's kind of handy. Again, like, if anything wants to come alive in my household and just <laughs> run the hoover around, I don't know, you've, feed the cat. Like quite you've, happy. I said, you've quite got happy. enough sentient life in your house. It's your petting zoo. I know, but they don't clean. They cause a mess. I need something to come alive. It causes no mess to clean. Like, and there's enough. Off. That's why you got a boyfriend. He's got his own place to clean, doesn't he? Well, yeah. anyway, um, mm. I think we've talked. I think we've talked Toy Story to death. I think it's. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, the, the important thing. To remember is that Toy Story 4 is, that... is not the best one, but it made you cry because you're a big girl. Yeah, and it is pretty damn amazing film, anyways. It's a really good film. I've seen it three times. I would happily see it a fourth time. Forky is the best character, and um, I hope they Good. never make a fifth one. I, I, I have a feeling they probably will. But you know I hope I, they don't. Because there's money to be made, boy. But, like, you know, they would have said that this was the final one. And they never did. Well, so. they never will. But hey-ho. Who knows? Toy Story 5, Electric Boogaloo. Here we come. Mm.